Yes, everything's brand new, new overlay. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. This is another installment of Around the Point here for February 2nd, 2020. Super Bowl Sunday is today. I know a lot of you out there later on are going to get ready to go to a friend's house or maybe you're hosting a Super Bowl party. Who knows, right? You're probably going to be ordering wings and beer and chips and dips and have your friends come over and watch the big game. Whether you are a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, whether you're a fan of the San Francisco 49ers, good luck to all of you. Or if not, maybe your team didn't make the Super Bowl or they didn't make the playoff. But you're watched because, hey, you're a fan of football and it's a yearly tradition to watch the Super Bowl. Or if maybe you're just one of those people that did not give a single fuck about football in general, and today's the one day of the year you're going to pretend that you've been this longtime football fan. And you're going to watch not knowing what the fuck is going on, not knowing who the fuck are these players. You're just going to watch for the halftime show, because I think it's going to be Jennifer Lopez and Shakira performing, right? And for the fact that, hey, these awesome commercials during Super Bowl Sunday, why the fuck not? That's what's probably going to go down for a lot of people. But either way, I hope you all enjoy yourselves and all that stuff. You know, it's funny, though. People always ask me, right? Hey, yo, Steve, you know, what's your team and all that stuff? And honestly, I always say the generic answer. I don't have a team. However, I do support the open bar. (laughs) Whoever provides the free food, if you will. And it's funny because I always say the beginning of every football season. That, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going I'm to watch, what have you, and probably get a team from there. But honestly, I never really do. It's been that way for years. Um, it's crazy, too, because this whole week, I work in retail. People have been asking me, Ayo, Steve, who do you got this Sunday? Who do you got? Do you got the Chiefs? Do you got the Niners? And I always say again, whoever is providing the open bar and the fucking food. So later on today, after work, I might head to my friend's house. Him and his girlfriend are doing a party, and I might watch the game and see what the fuck is going on. But there's that. Don't know yet. But that looks like the plan, if you will. I hope all of you in general are enjoying yourselves this Sunday, this whole weekend, um, as we are now officially on the road to WrestleMania and all that stuff. The creative thing at the Rumble was this past Sunday, and now we are officially on the road. And look what's happened, if you will, since the Royal Rumble itself. Drew's going to WrestleMania. Charlotte might be challenging for a championship. They haven't specified which championship it is. Edge is back. Holy crap. And then that awesome segment from Monday at the to end of Monday Night Raw. Andrade is suspended, apparently. That's crazy to think. Yeah, Andrade is suspended for 30 days for failing the wellness policy. Kind of a shock there, too. There's so much to get into. There's a lot of shit to get into. News on the revival. Um, news on Marty Skrull. Ring of Honor as well, and a lot of stuff to go on to go down today. Okay, so if you're new here, again, hit that subscribe button. The podcast is available on all podcasting platforms. The podcast, that being around the point, is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Anchor, and also available on Spotify. So if you have these podcasting platforms on your mobile devices, you can listen to Around the Point on the go. If you have Apple Podcasts, it'll be so fucking awesome if you go and give us the five-star rating and leave a review. Because why the fuck would you not, right? 
Why the fuck would you not? I welcome feedback. I welcome ways to get better at this shit. Because why the fuck would I not? Just saying. All right? And also what I'm going to do today is talk about the big fight that happened on Thursday between Jake Paul and Anderson Gibbs. So all that and more, guys. Again, this is Around the Point. If you want to interact on Twitter, use that hashtag ATPoint. You can follow me there on Twitter as well. And also on Instagram, at HeelSteven. I do have a Facebook page. Also, links in the description to all that stuff if you're watching on YouTube and all that stuff. So, again, we're everywhere. Holy shit, we're everywhere. So, let's start off with the big news that happened literally this week regarding The Revival. The Revival have been, I want to say, the talk of the wrestling world right now. Because this is a repeating story, in a way. So, in case you guys don't know, it's been reported past couple of days ago, that the Revival have once again asked for their WWE release because they just can't take it no more. And it's funny because if you think about it, right, last year, the Revival requested their release from WWE. However, it wasn't granted. WWE did not want to let them go. And the former tag team champions here, for this matter, were offered a five-year a five-year deal, right, a new five-year deal Literally last year, right, for $550,000 per year, which they turned down. Which they fucking turned down, apparently, right? And apparently, as well, that all this has been happening. And to eat, again, they just want out. They want out, and WWE won't let them go. And to the point now where WWE, and this is the crazy part about it, too, they offered another huge deal to the revival, which said to be higher than 700000 per year that the club was given when the club re-signed for new deals. But the revival once again turned it down, which is the insane part about it, right? And at this point, they're just, again, they're just there and they wait for the contracts to expire. Apparently as well, from my understanding, right, um, Scott Dawson's contract with WWE is set to expire in April and Dash Wilder's is up in June. So here's the thing about it, okay? Listen, I understand that the revival may not be happy with the company. A lot of people believe that at the end of the day, the revival will end up signing back with WWE. I'm also in that belief as well, that they're prolonging this shit until they eventually will sign. I know for a lot of people as well, they're just dying to see the revival in all elite wrestling. They're dying to see the revival in New Japan. Honestly, me personally, if I had to choose where they should go, leaving WWE, again, that is if they leave, okay? I would love to see the revival in the NWA. That's just my humble opinion. Granted, the NWA, they do have some tag teams that are there that are not bad. But I think if you really want to just enhance that tag team division, the NWA could use it, in my humble opinion. But at the same time, you know, the Revival did want WWE to focus more on tag team wrestling. Not make it look like a joke. And let's be real about it. The Revival, as of late, they've been treated like scrubs. <laughs> they have been. I think, you know, where they were in NXT. This dominant tag team having these killer matches, right? With DIY, AOP, uh, American Alpha. I remember those matches. They were fucking amazing. And to now look, they come to the main roster, and it looked like, okay, they're going to do something with them. 
one of them got hurt, and then the other one got hurt after the other guy got hurt, recovered and shit like that. And now it's like, here they are. It, it, I don't see the the appeal anymore in a way, and it's sad because these guys we know how good they are. But at this point of juncture, again, I, I think if they want to leave, they can leave. But at the same time, the WWE is not a dummy. They're not dumb in this situation. Yes, I understand their stock just plotted this past week. But let's be real about it, you know. They know what's gonna they know what would happen if they let them go. They're gonna run the AEW. That's the that's the perception, right, from a lot of people in the community or another company. And they don't wanna lose them. They don't right now they don't wanna lose any talent to another company right now. They don't wanna do that, right? But we'll see what happens. Guys, again, give me your thoughts on this whole thing. Do you think that the revival are gonna eventually sign a new deal with WWE? Or is this a matter of, hey, you know, we want out, it's over with, it's done, you can throw us any offer you want. Because sometimes for for some of these talents, it's not about the money. It's not about how much money you're going to throw at them. It's about their happiness. And if they're not happy, so be it. So fucking be it. But guys, again, give me your thoughts in the comment threads below and all that fun stuff. Now, I did watch, and I talked about this earlier. I did watch the Jake Paul and Anderson Gibb fight from this past Thursday on the zone. I, I didn't watch it on the zone because again, I just don't like the zone. I think the zone is a shitty app. I like the concept behind it, but just their production value and shit is just terrible. Not for me. I'm sorry. They literally go all out whenever Canelo Alvarez is fighting, right? But whenever the other fighters are fighting, the other, the other boxers, if you will, they go to these small venues and it just looks very, very amateur hour. When they do shit, in my humble opinion. But this was a fight. Jake Paul versus Anderson Gibb. Two YouTubers, right? Two, obviously, we all know who Jake Paul is, right? It's everyday, bro. Just saying. The little brother of Logan Paul. I remember a couple of months ago, Logan Paul fought KSI at the Staples Center. And zone also covered that fight as well. And here's Jake, Logan's little brother, making his pro debut, by the way. The fucking pro debut. And this fight's been hyped up right through the zone, even though this fight was not even the fucking main event. This was the co-main event of a fight of a card, if you will, right? Whose main event was Demetrius Andrade and Luke Keeler. Luke Keller. That was the main event for for a championship. But look, but but Jake Paul and Gibbs got more of the attention. They got more of the feature. And I get it. They're YouTubers. They have a name. They have a following. They have a fan. They have the fan base and all that shit, right? So we again, there's been talk that oh Gibb has been training. He's he you know he's a monster. He can beat Jake Paul. And for Jake Paul, if you follow the story here, again, I know this isn't what you guys want to hear. Oh my god, Steve, this is a wrestling podcast. And I agree, but at the same time, guys, I love boxing. I love MMA. All right, so just bear with it, okay? And this whole thing is, if you follow the story, oh, if Jake Paul beats Gibb, he will fight KSI. KSI will give him the fight that he wants. So we get to the fight. And again, the zone's production quality is shit. It's like the most carny bullshit I've ever fucking seen. So the kickoff show, like they had like a little kickoff show, if you will, right? It was the most cringy shit in the world. 
Um, whoever was hosting it, I think it was, it wasn't Todd Grisham, but I know it was somebody else. I forgot the guy's name already. Kept repeating questions and questions. They had Logan Paul from KSI do a punching contest, whatever. Uh, they had Guy Fieri show up. And again, they just looked lost. They looked fucking lost, yeah. Um, I'll say this, though. What I did enjoy, because I did watch the card for what it was worth, I did enjoy the Tevin Farmer versus uh, Joseph Diaz fight. I thought, again, Joseph Diaz finally getting his world title after the third attempt. Awesome. Good for him. But we then get to the the big fight, right? Jake Paul and Gibb. A fight that literally went one round with like two minutes, right? Where Jake Paul looked like a million bucks. But look who he fought. He fought Gibb. Who, again, people hyped up. Oh, Gibb is going to give Jake problems. He's going to give him the work. Jake Paul doesn't know what's coming. That's what you've been hearing from the camp of Gibbs, right? You've been hearing that shit from their camp. Oh, we're going to put Gibb in the ring, and Gibb is going to do this, he's going to do that. Jake won't know what's coming. And if you watch these two guys in the ring, Jake Paul looked like a million bucks. He looked like he belonged there. He looked like a legitimate pro fighter. Even though we know he's not. We know that he's not, but he looked like it, though. Gibb looked like a regular fan who got up from the couch. And I know I shouldn't be talking because I'm a fat fuck, too. I know I should not be talking, but I'm going to just say it like it is. He looked like someone that put down the PS4 control. Fuck it, I'm going to put on some boxing gloves and fight. That's how he came off as. Right? And if you watch the fight, this was Gibbs' stance throughout the whole fight. He was literally... Like, like he was going low right here, like on some Quasimodo shit, and started throwing these wild haymakers that none of them landed, right? And Jake just worked the jab. He was in control. He worked the jab, got three knockdowns in. Even though I'll say this, if you want me to be honest about it too, the second knockdown looked like a slip. It looked like a legitimate slip. The referee at the same time was very amateur as well. And the fight ended literally in like two minutes where Jake Paul knocked down Gibbs 3-10. After the third time, the referee stopped the fight because Gibbs looked lost. He looked he wanted to get out of there. And that's what happened. And after the fight, we had Jake Paul and KSI have their little confrontation, talking shit back and forth. So that's the next fight. And you knew that was going to happen. This was, if you want to think about this for a second, this was, it reminded me a lot. Okay, it reminded me a lot. Of when Conor McGregor, I know, oh my god, Steve, what the fuck are you doing? You're comparing Conor and, and, and fucking Jake Paul. But hear me out here, okay? Hear me out. Before you guys throw just throw shit on my way, hear me out. A couple years ago, Conor McGregor was on the rise, right? He beat Dustin Poirier, and everyone thought, okay, it's Conor versus Jose Aldo for the featherweight title. That's next. Like, you knew that was going to happen. But for whatever reason, the UFC... Because they were still on this Fox deal, right? I think they were doing a show on FX. Like a regular UFC fight night in Boston. And because Boston is full of Irish people, right? It's like very Irish heavy, right? Based, you know, community, what have you. they like, oh, let's have Connor on this card. And if Connor wins, he will get a guaranteed shot at Jose Aldo in the featherweight title. Because Jose at the time was the featherweight champion. And who did Connor fight? Dennis Seaver. And again, nothing against Dennis Seaver, right? 
But Dennis Seaver did not belong in the octagon with Conor McGregor. In this case, let's be real about it, Addison Gibb, or Gibber, or the big Gibber, whatever the fuck you want to call him, did not deserve to be in the ring with Jake Paul. Based off that performance alone. And Jake just beat him like that, and Conor beat <laughs> freaking... Um, <laughs> Again, I'm having a fucking break. Dennis Seaver, just like that as well. In two rounds, yeah, it took Connor two rounds to beat Dennis Seaver, but yet it took Jake Paul one round to beat Gibb. But now we're getting the fight. KSI versus Jake Paul. Jake Paul going to try to avenge his, his older brother's loss. Hear the thing about it, okay? And hear me out, okay? I, I, I'm cool with the YouTube boxing for, to some extent. I get it where it draws money it draws eyes to the to the to the sport of boxing i get that but if you're the zone i'm not gonna say this right now date to stop cut this shit out trying to mix youtube boxing with pro fight boxing if you will i think yes there is a place for the youtubers to box all the fuck you want but let's not mix it on the main card when you have legitimate professional fighters Fighting because they love the sport of boxing. And again, I, I don't want to say, oh, but you're, how do you not know that Jake Paul or KSI or any other YouTuber, YouTuber you know, how, how do you know, how do you know they don't love boxing? I'm sure they do. But let's be real about it. This is not what they grew up to. It's, it's not like, okay, when they got up from, it's not like when they were kids, like, oh yeah, all I want to be is a fucking boxer. No, bruh. Let's not be around the bush about this shit. Okay? This is a way for all these YouTubers to, Make some money, get some attention. That's what this is at the end of the day. And if you want to do the YouTube boxing, fine. Just have a card with just YouTubers. You can do the, you can have them fight amateur amateur boxing, but if you want to hype up the main event, oh yeah, it's Jake Paul and KSI, uh, no headgear, ten ounce gloves, six rounds. That's another thing too. This is a six round fight, and don't be surprised when they when they fight is going to be another six round too. Don't be surprised. But again, I get it. Eddie Hearn looks at this shit. It's money, brings attention, and it did. Keep this in mind too. I didn't mention this earlier. They had literally this swaggy rapper, fucking uh, NLE Choppa, perform before the fight. Yeah, they haven't performed. They're prolonging this shit too. You know it's bad from the zone. The production value when the microphone. Was not even working right. You know it's bad when you're about to perform, and you know you. You think about it, okay? When a lot of these rappers or artists perform at a fight or at a concert, nine times out of ten they're lip syncing, and they played the music in the background with the lyrics. And it's bad when they try to sing over the songs being played with the lyrics. It's, it's terrible. This dude got in the ring. But his mic barely not working and just phoned it in. And again, I don't know who the fuck he is. I know he's Jake's friend, but it just looked fucking terrible. No one gave a shit. To a point where, listen, after that fight was over with, right? After the after the Jake Paul and Gibb fight was done, bruh, because I got friends that were at the venue. I got friends that cover boxing, right? And from what I was told, people were leaving the venue. Once the Jake Paul and Gibb fight was over with. And they were the co-main event. They weren't even the main event. So literally, during the main event of Demetrius Andrade and Luke Keller, or Luke Keller, it was almost an empty venue. So again, if you're boxing, Pierre is all good. Let's get rid of these people already. It's over with. 
But at the same time, it's like, damn, bruh. You know who's really bringing the people into the building. But we'll see what happens. Now, listen, to my understanding, KSI wants to fight in London. I look forward to seeing what the fuck developed from this shit to some extent. Um, do I see them fighting in the UK? Honestly, no. I think if, if they are going to fight, it'll probably be in the US. KSI is the A-side in this shit, though. Keep that in mind. He is the A-side. Okay? But we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. But, again, this whole YouTube boxing and legitimate boxing mixing into a cart. No, not again. No. Fuck that. Just saying. Okay. Moving on. Moving on here. Let's talk about Brett the Hitman Hart. WWE Hall of Famer. The best there is. The best there is. The best there ever will be. The excellence of, the excellence of execution has skin cancer. Which is sad. It really, really is sad. Um, apparently, Bret Hart took to his Instagram revealed that he was diagnosed with skin cancer. In a post, he showed a picture of his skin where the doctor had removed a concerning spot of basal cell carcinoma. Which is basically a form of skin cancer. Uh, usually, for a guy, it's on, the, it's on the face, it's on the shoulder. And apparently, he is scheduled... For the removal soon, right? And another opportunity to, re- to remind everyone to look after your health and hashtag get hacked, get get checked, if you will, right? And this is what he basically put per instant. This is what he put on Instagram, right? Quote: Goal for 2020 and beyond: Wear more sunscreen. Basal cell carcinoma removal scheduled soon. Another opportunity to remind everyone to look after your health. Hashtag get checked. Again, I hope he does pull through here. I, I'm rooting for I think everyone in the wrestling community in general is rooting for him. Uh, Bret Hart, remember, in 20, I want to say 2016, uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and he beat that. So I hope he does pull through again. I hope that he does make this happen. Again, I grew up on Bret Hart, one of my favorite wrestlers as a kid. I met Bret Hart back in 2017. So, again, I'm, I think everyone's cheering for him. Hopefully he does. Make it happen, and I cannot wait. We'll see what happens with that as well. Let's talk about Andrade for a second here. Andrade was suspended on Monday Night Raw. He was suspended from WWE. 30 days, filling the wellness policy. If you remember on Monday, he faced Humberto Carrillo in a rematch from the Royal Rumble kickoff show for the U.S. title. A match where he, being Humberto Carrillo, did not win the belt. It ended, it ended in a DQ. And after the match was over with, Humberto literally planted Andrade with the um, hammerlock DDT onto the floor, under the exposed concrete on the outside. To then find out that, oh, this is a way to write off Andrade for 30 days to serve suspension. But people were wondering, why the fuck did they not give Humberto the fucking US title? Which I'll be real about it. I think it, it it shows me and everyone else the where they view Andrade, where they view. I'm sorry, Humberto Carrillo. Listen, Humberto's a good talent. He's a good hand to have right now, but he's not someone that I'm putting the belt on right now. He's not, and honestly, it's a good move on their part. You can still have Andrade keep the belt for 30 days. They might do something I don't know yet. They might do a tournament. To crown a new champion. They might do something tomorrow. Where oh, Andrade going to be out. 
for more than 30 days. Because again, WWE loves to make their fucking rule. They do. They, they love doing that shit, right? Oh, he, not, he won't be here for 30 days. So we have to vacate the title. But yet, Brock has been gone for how many days here and there? And he still has the fucking WWE title, the Universal title. It's kind of a contradiction. But the point of the matter is, though, they might do something tomorrow. A tournament, a battle royal. I don't fucking know. Maybe Ray will win. I did hear Ray Mysterio say in an interview as well that his idea for WrestleMania is to do him versus Andrade in a hair versus mask match for the U.S. title or something like that. Which, again, is tradition in Mexico. So why the fuck not? And likely that'll be the route to go. That'll be the route. We'll see. But, again, it, it shows you how they look at Umberto Carrillo. And, again, a smart move by WWE to have Andrade keep the belt for now. We'll see what happens tomorrow, though, like I said. Moving on here. Let's talk about the fucking thing that people got upset about on Sunday with Charlotte Flair winning the, Charlotte Flair winning the, winning the Women's Rumble. And it looked like on Monday she was going to announce who will she face, who will be the, the champion that she will choose. Everyone was saying Becky Lynch. Now, apparently, she went, she went out there on Monday and said, oh, she's challenging for a championship. And then just left. There's been word going around. I don't know how true this is, but apparently this has been the plan. Or it looks like the plan that might be happening. At WrestleMania, it looks like Charlotte Flair, and again, according to rumors and innuendo, will be challenging Rhea Ripley. Now, Rhea Ripley, in case you guys don't know, is the current NXT Women's Champion. I'm sorry, the NXT Champion. Because again, NXT, they removed the word women's from their vocabulary, right? And you think about this too. Charlotte said a championship at a time where NXT is, or WWE through NXT are removing the word women from their vocabulary. Now, honestly, let's assume they go this route. Because if I'm... Right now, as we speak, right? If I am coming up with my WrestleMania fantasy card right now, right? I have right now, from what it looks like, Edge and Orton going at it. I'll get into that in a little bit as well. Ray versus Andrade in that hair versus mask match for the Intercontinental Championship. Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch, which apparently is programmed or planned to be at WrestleMania. Sasha and, Sasha and Bailey, right? Brock and Drew. Um, you do Brian and Shinsuke, even though Shinsuke lost the fucking title this past Friday to Braun. What a stupid mistake that was. And obviously, the big dog Roman Reigns versus The Fiend and so on and so forth. But that's what I have so far, right? Rhea Ripley has been tearing it up on NXT. Let's not kid ourselves. She has been tearing it up. And a match between her and Charlotte, honestly, listen, say what you want about Charlotte Flair. But when the bell rings, that girl can go. And those two, again, they did have some interactions here and there during Survivor Series, right? When NXT was invading the main roster. Like, there was that triple threat match on SmackDown where, what was it? Yeah, Rhea Ripley picked up a win over Charlotte Flair. I remember that too. I think also, again, I could be wrong on this one. Didn't Rhea Ripley eliminate Charlotte from the women's Survivor Series match? Again, if I'm wrong, guys, let me know in the comment threads, okay? But, so again, there's the bill. That's what you have right now. And I'm all for it. If that's the way they go, I'm all for it. Even with the idea of Becky versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler trying to avenge Ronda Rousey. That's the story right there. Why the fuck not? Remember, 
I think at Survivor Series, I think it was Shayna that pinned Becky Lynch. I could be wrong on that one, too. Again, it's been that long, okay? So let's see where all this shit goes. But again, if they want to do, do Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, why not? By all means, it's better than seeing Becky versus Charlotte for the million time that we've already seen already. Just fucking saying. This is, again, around the point. If you are new here, hit that subscribe button. The podcast is available on all podcasting platforms that you see. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, also over at the Anchor. Let's talk about Ring of Honor Wrestling. Ring of Honor has been in talks as well. Ring of Honor is bringing back the Pure Championship, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's the Pure title coming back. So apparently, it caught a lot of buzz. So apparently, Will Ospreay started this buzz on Twitter when he expressed his love for the Pure Championship. I guess a fan asked him, hey, what's your favorite belt design? And he responded with the Pure Championship. It would be cool. This is what he basically said, right? It would be cool if they brought it back with updated rules. Now, in case you guys don't remember, the pure title was about that Ring of Honor had early on in the beginning phases of Ring of Honor, where the rules were basically, right? Um, basically, the rules were um, they were wrestlers would only get three roll breaks. There would be no close fist and twenty counts on the which apparently they still carried on even till this day. Right, but again, these matches had set of rules, and some of the champions that Ring of Honor has had as pure champion: AJ Styles, Nigel McGuinness, Brian Danielson, formerly known, now known as Daniel Bryan. Um, I think all of Samoa Joe. I could be wrong on that one, but just to name a few guys that have held that pure title. Right, it's good names, and I think at a time right now with Ring of Honor in 2020, they're trying to get people talking again about Ring of Honor. By all means. Why the fuck not? And again, with some unique set of rules, update the rules a little bit. Why the fuck not? And I'm pretty sure they'll update the belt. I don't know yet. But again, apparently is what the talk is. They'll be doing a tournament sometime in April to crown the inaugural, my bad, the the new pure champion. So again, the pure title is back. I think it's great. And the thing about this too, right? Also, I think people aren't talking about this also. It looks like Ring of Honor and New Japan are back together in a way, even though it kind of felt like it's been a while, but that relationship is back working again. Also, the fact you have also Ring of Honor back in works with the NWA. Think about this too, right? Um, and I watched part of NWA on Tuesday. I did watch the sit-down interview between Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull. Very well done. They're going to go at it at the Crockett Cup. Where apparently the stipulation is, because apparently, you know, for Nick Aldis, he's, again, the dealer. He calls the shots. That's fine. But the stipulation is, hey, if Marty loses, he has to give back the, he has to give money back to every fan in the building, some shit like that. But that's the cost. All right. But if you want to bring back the pure title, right? Think about it. Mix in there some guys from Ring of Honors, guys from New Japan, and guys from the NWA. Why the fuck not? Can you imagine? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Can you imagine Jay Lethal versus uh, Ricky Starks? Or, I don't know, Eli Drake versus... Uh, who's in Ring of Honor right now? Um, Bendito? I'm just throwing names out there right now. I'm just throwing names out there. Fantasy matches you can make and all that shit. Speaking of also New Japan. 
New Japan are they were doing their uh, new beginning tour in the U.S. I don't know I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but this past week in Raleigh, North Carolina, Marty Scurll made a surprise appearance, shocked everyone, and he's challenged Jay White for a match at their Supercard of Honor show coming up WrestleMania weekend, to which the Switchblade has accepted. So that's a match: Jay White versus Marty Scurll. I think it'll be a fun match, WrestleMania weekend. And again, it's cool that Ring of Honor, again, they're bringing in some names, right? They're bringing in, obviously, Jay White. They're bringing back Kenta. And again, I think it's awesome. Good for them on that. And again, you can tell that they're trying to do the right thing in 2020. Learn from the mistakes from 2019 to not go back to that route, if you will. So again, let's see where all this goes. But it's good on them right now. And... I look forward to seeing what's going to happen. I look forward to it. Um, what else do we got here? What else What else do we got here? Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about MVP. MVP returned on Monday Night Raw. He returned. And here's the thing about it, right? He faced Rey Mysterio. They were in Houston. Apparently, MVP lives in Houston. He lives in Houston. That's the thing, right? And... Oh, yeah, he lives in Houston, but he travels to San Antonio because Raul, Raul was in San Antonio this past Monday. And I got to say, listen, the match really wasn't that good at all. MVP looked out of place. Um, he just looked out of it. I get it. It happened. His first match in WWE after so many years. But at the same time, I heard fans say, oh, but, you know, he's been around in Impact Wrestling. He's been doing stuff on the Indies, MLW. How would you mean is again a lot of fans are not gonna look up the a lot of fans are not gonna look up this shit. They're not. They're not doing it. It's not gonna happen. Okay. So for a lot of people, this is the first time they it's the first time that they've seen him in a WWE ring. And that's like a bit that was like a big deal, right? Even if the match really wasn't that great. Uh, he did botch a six one nine. Uh but again, good on him for that. Apparently there's talks that he will be transitioning to a backstage role. That's the plan as well. So there's that. And good for him on that. If that is the plan, I think someone like MVP who's been around for so many years can provide knowledge and wisdom to a lot of the young talent at the Performance Center if that is the route they want to go or people that are in the ro- on the roster right now. So there you go with that. There's also been this talk at the Rumble. There's an altercation between Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar. They had like a backstage altercation backstage during the Royal Rumble, that, to which Brock basically said all the stuff. Because again, Matt Riddle been talking, running his mouth, wanting to fight Brock Lesnar, wanting to retire Brock Lesnar. To which Brock confronted him, saying, "Oh, it's never going to happen. Stop talking about him and shit like that." To which people were probably putting together the pieces together. Why at the Rumble? Why did Matt Riddle? Get a fast elimination. Explains everything. Will the match ever happen? Maybe so. But we'll see. We'll fucking see. But even though at the same time, they did upload a video. Which is fine. It's funny too. WWE uploaded a video on their YouTube channel. I guess with the WWE PC channel, right? Where Matt Riddle, again, they show him making his Rumble appearance, getting eliminated, but talking about still wanting to face Brock. So we'll see how true that is as well. I did like the Drew McIntyre opening the show on Monday. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the Claymore kick party, I'll take that over a I'll take that over a super kick party any fucking day. Just saying. And then Brock showed up and F I'd him. Good. 
as in like the build up, even though Drew McIntyre beat both members of the club in a two on one match. But I look forward to seeing this match. Will this close the show? I would hope so. I doubt it. I really, really do. A part of me believes that at WrestleMania, Roman is closing the show. But it would be cool to see, again, a fresh match. Drew and Brock closing the show. In my humble opinion. But we'll see. Um, Braun Strowman defeated Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, boy. I did not know how to feel about that. Now, granted, listen. Nakamura really hasn't been defending the title that much since he's won the title. It's like he's been holding on to it for the sake of holding on to it. He's in this whole faction with Sami Zayn and Cesaro. Great, awesome. But Braun finally won his first title in WWE. Singles title, that is, right? He was a tag team champion, right, with Rollins and that little kid. (laughs) As funny as that was. Listen, I know a lot of people were mad. Oh, Nakamura got buried. Nakamura this, Nakamura that. Nakamura signed a new deal with WWE. That dude ain't going nowhere, okay? And... Braun winning, whatever. It's not like it's going to move the needle. Not like no one's going to give a shit about it, honestly. So there's that. No one, should, no one should really care. No one, again, no one should give a fuck. But let's see how long this will last. Let's see. But there's that as well. Um, let's talk about what happened on Raw. The end of the, end of the night, right? Edge made his big return to Raw. And let's be real about it. If you watch Raw on Monday, and I said this on Twitter too, that shit felt like forever. It took them literally almost three hours just to get Edge out there, right? And they were hyping this up the whole show. Edge returns to Raw. Edge returns to Raw tonight. His big announcement, right? And throughout the show, they would play these highlights of Edge from yesteryear, right? And at one moment, I thought, okay, it's finally happening. Great. I even thought for a second that they're going to open the show with Edge. But what we saw made a lot of sense. Explained why they closed the show with Edge and stuff like that. So Edge comes out and he's talking, thanking the fans and how he has one more run in him. Out comes Randy Orton. And for whatever reason as well, Edge mentioned Orton as well in his promo during the end of the night. To which Orton comes out and they embrace, talking about reforming rated R- team rated RKO. And then Randy Orton low blows, my bad, RKO's edge and starts attacking him with steel chair. Uh, there's a moment where Orton has Edge's head wrapped around the chair. And it looked like he was going to like get up on get up on the top on the middle turnbuckle and jump and just hit Edge with the chair on his neck. He stopped and then proceeded to do a one-man concerto. And I like how Edge was selling this shit. As in he was legitimately hurt. Like he was moving his hand like this a little bit. I thought just that small detail was good. And people butt into this shit. They show people in the crowd that were just worried. They're like, oh my God, this is happening. I cannot fucking believe it. Listen, we know if you watch the Rumble on Sunday, Edge can take back bumps. The moment I saw Edge take a back bump, okay, we know he's good. No problem. He's good to go. I did say, too, that if it was up to me, I would do Randy or my bad, I would do AJ Styles versus Edge. That being said, Orton and Edge is not a bad option either. It's not really a bad option. That being said, I hope tomorrow on Raw, 
we see 2009 Randy Orton with the shaved head, just that Orton that snaps. But that's your WrestleMania match for Edge. Edge and Orton, two guys that know each other, someone that I think Edge is comfortable working in the ring with. I do feel at the same time, yes, we will get the Edge and Styles match down the road. I would say SummerSlam, honestly. Or if not, maybe coming out of WrestleMania, you do Edge versus Styles. Who knows? But at the same time, you got to remember, Edge is not wrestling every single week. This is a part-time deal with limit with limited dates, more dates than Brock. But this is a way to get Edge off TV, not have him show up on TV for a couple of weeks, maybe until Chamber, and then we get to WrestleMania. That's how I would do it, in my humble opinion. But again, I thought that segment was fucking amazing, great, awesome. I loved it. Why the fuck not? I thought it was fucking great. Okay, there you go with that. Um. That's basically what I have, unless I'm missing something here. Unless I'm missing something. Um, oh, yeah. Um, this Wednesday on Dynamite, Cody's getting lashed 10 times. I did watch the main event of the the Broserweights versus the Grizzled Young Veterans from NXT. I didn't watch all NXT, but I did catch the main event. Fucking amazing. Good main event. Tag Team Wrestling closing the show. It was great. Awesome. The Broserweights got the win. And now add take over Portland, you're getting the Broserweight versus the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team titles. It was also announced that Adam Cole will face Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa did a powerbomb onto Adam Cole onto through a fucking table in the middle of the ring during a quote-unquote contract signing where Ciampa signed with blood. Awesome. I thought that was cool too. Uh, we're getting, obviously, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. You're going to get also, it was added to, it was announced, you're going to get Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a street fight. That should be fun. Interesting. So there's that. Let's take over Portland. Also, I did watch part of the main event of Dynamite. It was the... Um, who was it? It was fucking Jericho and Santana and Ortiz versus Darby Allen and Private Party. Where Jericho had the Judas effects on Isaiah Cassidy... And Cassie sold this shit like a million bucks. Good way to see, too. Good thing to see, also. So there was that. Oh, there was that Britt Baker promo as well that was so fucking cringe. But I get it. They're making her They're making her now a heel. Awesome. She threw shit at JR. Fun as well. Did not mind it one bit. Well, this is going to wrap up for me. All right? This was fun. I want to thank all of you again for tuning in. If you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button down below. Give the video a big old thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube. YouTube.com slash HeelSteven. You can follow me on Twitter at HeelSteven. I'm also there on Instagram as well. I have a Facebook page. Links in the description as well. And again, Around the Point is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, also over at Anchor. So if you have the podcasting platforms, what are you waiting for? Hit the follow button. Give us a download. If you're an Apple podcast, if you're on Stitcher as well, give us the review. Give us the five-star rating. It does help out the show in the long run. And with that being said, guys, thank you all for tuning in. Hate, comment, and subscribe. And this has been Around the Point. Peace out, y'all.